0: Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer
1: your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co host, James Parker. On today's show, we're going to be reviewing common social security mistakes women make. We have a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic as well. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 66. This is episode 66, so it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 66.
0: Social security is one of our favorite topics on the show. You've got to make two important decisions in life. You, you, you kind of have to. When to turn on Medicare. And then another really important that you have to take action on as well. It does, Medicare doesn't automatically turn on. Social security does not automatically turn on. You have to make a decision about when you turn on social security. Women, for the most part, live longer than men. So there's a a lot of things they may not be aware of, and they uh, make some mistakes out there. So this topic, the biggest Social Security claiming mistakes that women often make. One of them is uh, regarding taxing of Social Security benefits. Not only don't women know those are taxed, but you know what? A lot in the financial services industry don't understand it well. Also, women don't have any idea that there's a tax consequence on their benefits. The income thresholds are very low, so most people end up paying tax on at least some of those benefits. Yeah, it's not inflation adjusted. Has it been adjusted up? Don't expect those brackets to change either. What's important for women to learn about this aspect of Social Security? See, a lot of women don't understand the rate at which benefits are taxed. They've heard it's uh, 85%, but look, it's not. Benefits are taxed at ordinary income tax rate. This uh, calculation requires use of the retirement worksheet that's found over in uh, on the IRS website, publication 9 one five if you'd like to read up on that a little bit uh what's another mistake women make about social security taxes it's not having any withholding tax taken out of their benefit each month to go towards their tax liability and once again you can voluntarily choose to do that and uh You know, once again, it's these changes that can impact them. And for example, here, when a wealthier woman becomes a widow, her tax bracket can increase substantially. She can jump up uh, two, three, or more tax brackets, income-related monthly adjusted amount. It's very surprising. A widow's tax bracket may well go up significantly in the year after her husband dies because she'll now be filing taxes as an individual and no longer jointly so she's affected by tax brackets being an individual versus joint household also loses that standard deduction as well and this can impact uh tax the the mistake regarding taxes and medicare this, this falls over into that area. Many fail to understand that Medicare has its own set of tax brackets. So you can be sure that widows don't understand about this as well. The first shock is that you have to pay your Medicare Part B premium. Social Security now automatically reduces that from your benefit. And when a woman goes from filing a married joint tax return to a single filing after being widowed her part B premium could go up from perhaps $148.50 to $386. It's a pretty big deal for widows James they all they get hit on so many fronts so you can see the impact of taxes on losing a spouse does uh paying estimated taxes figure into social security taxes. Well, uh, retirees, certainly women, don't know often how to pay quarterly estimates on on their income in retirement. So you're creating income, whether it's from IRAs, investments, or social security, so women can uh, get nabbed with penalties and interest when they don't make the correct payment within the correct time. It's, it's hard for women who are newly retired to figure out the tax code because it's not the first thing on their to-do list when they retire. I think that's a crucial part on income planning when you look at what's the sources of income, what is that taking you to, uh, and, and part of that is what are you needing a gross income versus net because you have to factor in taxes as well, and is that being deducted? And that's also one of the questions... I'll ask is, are you having withholding from your social security? Where are you having withholding? What you don't want is all of a sudden, you know, you get used to a higher net income because you didn't have the proper withholding. And then all of a sudden you get nabbed at the end of the year with a tax bill, additional taxes. And you may not. and, And if your budget's tight, you didn't prepare for it. If you don't have the surplus funds set aside to pay that, that can be a problematic surprise. Now, uh, how about pitfalls for women who claim Social Security early? See, when they claim at 62, they think they'll get an increased Social Security payments, a big bump up automatic adjustment when they reach full retirement age. We've had people call into the show asking about that. And uh, this this is a mistake thinking that benefits will change. They do not. As soon as you claim at age 62, you've locked in your permanent reductions. It's kind of a penalty for turning it on early and they don't adjust you up at FRA. So what if a woman claims before full retirement age and continues to work? You can't earn more than $18,960 earnings limit or else your benefits will get clawed back. If you claim a full retirement age and continue working, and that year's wages become one of the highest 35 years of earnings. And you know, Social Security benefits are always calculated that way. It it could bump up your benefit a bit, but would also add another year of earnings to the mix. They're giving you your highest 35 years by adding that on. But, you know, once again, that earnings test could cause some of that money to be clawed back. So even on um, regarding turning it on early is is a mistake and they may not be aware of that. Now you can during that first year you can make changes from that but you're locking it in going forward there. Once again if you're in more than $18,960 earnings limit or else your benefits will get clawed back if you are making more than that. So what happens if we uh, hit age 70 the age at which you can receive your highest benefit and continue to work but don't claim social security until a few or more years later and we'll pick that up when we come back from the break here but that's something uh we've had people call on the show about and talk about realize they didn't turn the benefits on at that point
1: yeah so the the max age is 70 if you haven't done something by then it's time to make the call What's the record we've had by the the person who went over that threshold the most? Didn't we have? I like know a, we had so like three years passed. Didn't we have like a seventy four year old? I think it was, and it was a lady who thought she was it was still maxing out, and she's like, "Well, I don't need it, but I think I might need to turn it on because she was just now getting to the the crunch of that." Boy, some of those are tough stories. Well, the the. Thing you have to remember about all these scenarios is um, they're coming at you from all angles. in In the first three minutes, there, I noticed the widow could be facing higher taxes, less benefit, and a higher Medicare premium.
0: Yeah, all rolled up. It it is a big change that happens uh, when you lose your spouse.
1: So you have like this whole algorithm full of rules for that for the the premium and and it's more
0: of a problem for them when they're work not working with an advisor that is adapt in in income planning there as well so that's part of you know you're expecting everything to go fine as long as you both are living but you know it, it should also be thought about and talked about what's the impact if something happens you know and making a mistake of turning on benefits too early. And it could be because they need the money, but then they go back to work and get affected by the earnings test as well. But they have that need of money because you can see all of a sudden they're paying more taxes. If they were both getting social security checks, one of the checks went away. A lot of impacts there. Some of this uh, helps if you have some help asking questions. And that's one thing uh, about my day job. founder and CEO of Gregory Ricks and Associates, the Total Wealth Authority. And one of the things, and we had a a caller a week or so ago called back in and spoke to us to share some of her thoughts on Medicare and penalties that she had solved. But she had reached out to our team at the office and received some guidance to help her move forward and get that solved and and that's the point whether you're calling the show or call the office you can get some help you don't have to become a client you just simply you know start with a conversation there and and social security is pretty complicated yet you have to leave a message to get a call back that takes a while and then you, you you've got to get in line for an appointment and then when you go there you got to probably sit and wait for a while and we, we try to help people shorten that and uh, have better information. And, and, and one thing is, it's just, you know, once again, it comes down to communication. Do not be afraid to reach out and get some help. So what happens if you hit age 70, the age at which you can receive your highest Social Security benefit? However, you're continuing to work, but don't claim Social Security until a few years later. So when you start to claim, you don't get back pay from age 70. So if you're still working, it's a giant financial mistake not to claim from age 70. For me, I don't see there's any reason whatsoever to wait beyond 70. If you don't, you're leaving money on the table. Once you reach uh once you're beyond full retirement age in this scenario, Social Security will Pay you six months back pay to get you started if, if you deferred. So if you wait age 72, all you're getting is six months. You've, you've given up a year and a half of income. You're not getting that back. I also don't like the concept. Well, I'm gonna start it at 70 and a half and get that lump sum of six months. Why? It's, it, they gave you zero percent on that money. It, you're better to like get it now. And save it if that's the case, if you don't need it. But definitely don't forget to turn that on. What are homemakers' typical misconceptions about Social Security? The big mistake is made by women who have had uh, what's referred to as popcorn careers. They pop in and out of a career over 40 years and uh, think they don't qualify for Social Security because they didn't have 10 consecutive years of earnings. Maybe they started to work in their early 20s, had kids, didn't work um, outside of the home, but then went back into the labor force part-time. The requirement for Social Security is not 10 consecutive years. It's whatever your earnings are over your lifetime. You know, for your own work record, basically you have to have 40 quarters, but it doesn't have to be consecutive. It can be spread over your entire lifetime, Social Security is based on your 35 best years. If you don't have 35 years, they're going to plug in zeros. Now, remember, all your earnings over your lifetime, it's inflation adjusted. And if you have, say, 25 years, the other 10 will be plugged in and it's averaged over 35 years. So hopefully that helps a little bit there. How about uh, homemakers who didn't work outside the home? Do they qualify for Social Security spousal benefit see at home moms think they won't get a social security benefit they assume that because they didn't work in the labor force why would they get social security but they're entitled to half of their husband's benefit by law they don't have to have 40 quarters they don't have to have a quarter don't have to have ever worked and they're entitled to 50 percent of their spousal spouse's work record and that's based on their full retirement age. So your spouse could turn it on early. Say say your spouse turned theirs on at 62. When you're FRA, you're eligible for fit, for what would have been their the spouse's FRA value. And you're eligible for 50% of that benefit. Now, of course, if you turned it on before your FRA, it, it would be reduced in, in that case. So... I know, a little bit complicated, but you don't have to have work to receive that benefit. So let's suppose a couple with a homemaker's wife who's younger than full retirement age decides to retire. What would the Social Security be? You know, how would it impact them? The spousal reduction factor, call it the penalty, is higher than that of the spouse who was the worker. Both spouses get penalized for claiming early. But the reduction for the younger one who hasn't reached FRA is, is a bit more aggressive. So there's two different reduction factors. Women have no idea about that. And once again, the woman's is worse. Next, do, do widows receive uh, benefits start as soon as her husband dies? And, and there's confusion upon that. Often, women who are 52 and 60 who whose kids have uh grown and gone that become widowed think that's the case they don't realize they have to wait until age 60 so often you know and that's what we see is most of the widows are happening in that age group we talked about that recently you're surprised what what's the average death age
1: that we had James the average age widowhood begins is 55
0: yeah 55 so that fall between 52 where they're widowed between fifty-two and sixty. They they think the benefits start them, but they they have to wait to age sixty to get their benefits. For some, that's an impossible situation because they didn't plan early enough for the possibility that their husband might die before they do. I I don't keep it a secret here. I kind of like you know you need to kind of plan for that. I, I was in a meeting the other day. I said, so what? You know, it was a husband, wife, and I said, what are you going to do when your husband dies before you? And I said, don't take that the wrong way. You know, I mentioned to him, but statistically, the women outlive. So what is the plan for the business? Because in that conversation I was having is, you know, she, she had already said, well, the business, I can't run the business without him. So what's the plan for it in that case? Once again, the mistake is thinking that they can start taking Social Security's widow's benefit as soon as they become widowed, but that gap might be six months, might be
1: six years in that case. Monica, and Cutoff, you're on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks, talking to Gregory, James and Wes Blanchard. How can we help you, Monica?
2: Okay, I was wondering, I'm collecting a widow's pension, and I just recently retired, and my retirement check is less than what I would normally be making if I was still working. How much of a, I guess, penalty or whatever are they going to charge me on my retirement check for collecting widow's pension? Okay. What
0: is your age now, Monica? That would help me. I'm 60. 60. So have, so you're talking about the widow's pension, which you're talking about Social Security, or this yes. is from an employer?
2: No, this is uh, social security.
0: Okay, so you just start if you're age sixty, you just started that
2: then. Yes.
0: Okay. Now you're also retiring from your job. What type of work were you doing?
2: Uh, I worked for the school board in uh, cafeteria
0: work. Okay, so you were a part. You worked for the state, and you were a part of the state retirement program. Yes. How many years did you do that, Monica? Uh,
2: fourteen. 14- point three eight years
0: okay and you worked in the private sector outside of that for another 14 20 years or so
2: yeah
0: okay you're going to what's gonna happen and now you're you've have you actually turned on that pension that state pension um I
2: do collect riddles pay right now
0: okay I'm talking about from your job that pension do you have a pension coming from that
2: I haven't started I haven't gotten my first check yet, but I'm being told that they're going to take a percentage away from my widow's pension now that um, I'll be collecting this, which is less than I was making when I was working. I actually would have to take my retirement check and more money to pay my insurance, to keep my insurance.
0: Yeah, you are going to be impacted once you turn that on. It's going to reduce the widow's benefit. Not completely, but it is going to affect some of that income.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I was just checking to see to make sure. Yeah. Uh, even
0: go ahead. Even
2: if it's a smaller amount than what I was usually making, working.
0: To answer that, I'm not going to give her an exact Number, there's an impact. The windfall elimination provision is a reduction to an individual's own social security benefit and applies to individuals who have a pension from work that they did not pay social security tax. The correct proration of a pension is also important to calculating the impact of the windfall elimination provision. This is especially critical for individuals who have more covered years than they do non-covered years. None covered is no Social Security participation. So that caller had both. And actually, I'm looking here at a case that we don't have time to cover, but one of the provisions in the windfall elimination provision is the windfall elimination provision guarantee, which limits your pension to no more than one half of your non-covered pension. In, In so would actually have to get down and break down more numbers. But uh, other part of Social Security formula is there's three tiers. The first tier is the first $960. The max penalty on that is 40% of that. So there's a couple of things that's in her answer because she, ha- she worked 14 and a half years for the state. So those are non-covered years. Her other work years, covered years. So she's not going to be for fully penalized and once again you can go to social and there is calculators there but you can also talk to social security about this on how the impact of that actually will impact you and if you need some more help on that and we can drill down we could actually work through the math of this and help you have a better understanding that it will be impacted but it's going to be a limitation of how much subject to the proration and the guarantee that's built in to where it doesn't wipe out your survivor benefit either. So my office number for those listening that want to talk, reach out to Wes or I. That office number, one number for all, or like social security questions, windfall elimination provision, five zero four eight three two ninety two hundred 832 gregoryrickscom
1: All right, thanks for hanging out with us today. It's going to about do it for today's episode. Glad you were sticking around learning about some common social security mistakes women make. I want to remind you, you have a complimentary download for you on this topic waiting for you. Go to GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 66. GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 66.
0: Yeah, if you're needing help on something like investment planning, estate planning, you know, the guided planning system that we do is uh, income planning. Just start with a 15-minute conversation. 504-832-9200, GregoryRicks.com.
1: Gregory Ricks & Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. A.E. Wealth Management, Gregory Rickson Associates, W.J. Belanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. Neither AE Wealth Management nor advisors providing investment advisory services through AE Wealth Management recommend or facilitate the buying or selling of cryptocurrencies. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.